Welcome to the first annual Heavens Awards, our yearly awards ceremony that, uh, you know, hubris of us to presume will be around another year. I, I, I'm pretty confident <laughs> in that. I'm, I'm not worried there. Well, we are, um, we are so excited to have you with us. We are going to celebrate our journey throughout Final Fantasy XIV all of the expansions by handing out some wonderful superlatives today. Uh, we are live on my Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash Jerome House. You can follow for the next live episode. Um, I'm going to play a different... Sorry, I'm going to have to cut this out too. I'd, I normally want to do minimal editing on this, but this BGM is bothering me. There we go. <laughs> okay that's definitely okay, okay. the awards vibe for sure gloomy contemplative listen i'm gonna switch i'm gonna swap it later <laughs> okay but we're juggling a lot of plates right now so we're gonna hand out a lot of superlative awards to our favorite characters favorite moments favorite things going on from final fantasy 14 and we are so excited to have people live in the audience with us today 19 and Q. Oh, we got some people on their way. Yeah, it's yeah. Come on in. Wonderful. The address you can find the address. There we go. Exclamation point address. Um, it should. We have guests in this time. We're not. We didn't lock people out. <laughs> I checked. I double checked. I triple checked. Um, but thank you all for joining us here in the wonderful Pompolino Theater. Um, Fuck off. This is what it's called. Um, And uh, it is our pleasure to get started with with the Heavens Awards. But first, we, of course, have our segment. And today's segment is brought to you by a lovely sponsor. Isn't that right? Yes. This uh, the Heavens Awards in general. We are sponsored by Mm. gasoline, a global journey. Everything in our world is powered by gasoline. It fuels our cars. It makes our airplanes fly. We put it in our lawnmowers. For a century, gasoline has driven prosperity and progress without any sign of slowing. Wow. But how much do you know about gasoline, really? In this award-winning interactive FMV docu-game, follow actor Danny DeVito as he embarks on a world-spanning trip to understand the humble origins of gasoline. He'll voyage from the rugged oil fields of Indonesia, where industrial development has lifted over 2 billion people out of poverty, all the way to your local shell station where, while filling up his tank, he can enjoy some delicious Doritos and Hostess snack products. You'll never look at gasoline the same way again. Wow. You know, speaking of chips, there is, um, there is of course, a rule we have to implement for these Heavens Awards that are very serious um, and we are, you know, we're taking these very seriously, right? So it would be inappropriate of us as awards show hosts if we were to ever laugh. So um, just as a enforcement, in case oh my you God. do laugh, I have brought no, here we can't. flavors. We can't I have do brought this. here flavors. That's what that's on your desk. I brought here flavors of, of fried uh, soft shell crab chips that I got um, that are really, really strong. And if you laugh, if either of us laugh at any point. Beyond this, because I did giggle, I was like, "Oh yeah, we do have to. We do have to eat a crab chip, so we have to take this very seriously." There's no laughing allowed. 
for is, the Heavens Awards. Is that the bag of chips that has been open for like four months at this point? I have a clip on it. It's a little orange clip. It's been perfectly sealed and preserved fresh. Okay. Oh, I got a whiff. <laughs> I, I think, laughed. No. I think all our friends overstate how bad these chips taste, but everyone else hates them. So uh, they oh, I got to eat a crab chip. It just it just tastes like seaweed or seafood. Ah, okay. Okay, no more laughing. No more laughing. This is very serious. Is that the bit you wouldn't tell me about before we started recording? Yep. We, Justin, this is really serious, okay? Okay, okay, serious. We're locked in. We're, We're locked in. Uh, what a flavor. Okay. Hey, look, we're going to be like this. We, we can at worst be the second worst award show host this year. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's, you know, that, that really uplifts my spirits. Okay, well, as usual, we have a lot to get to for the Heavens Awards. But wait, what's that over there? It's a floating exclamation point. We've got to go check it out for our side quests. We're still doing our side quests. We're still doing our side quests. Even during that, that was a laugh, wasn't it? I giggled at myself. God damn it. I'm going to eat. I got to get through these crab chips. Did you laugh? I just did laugh. Yeah. Okay. Okay, We're having another crab chip. Okay. I'm going to have an easier time with this than you, I think, but still I'm going to break. That's very nice of you to not eat into the microphone. I'm eating directly into the microphone. It just tastes like seafood. Yeah. <coughs> I mean, it is on like a Lay's potato chip, so it's not the best. But it's like, it hits you in the back of the throat in a way. It's not unlike wasabi, but like, you know, it's co- got a horseradishy. It's very, very peculiar. If you grew up with soft shelled crab chips, let us know in the comments. Um, we're, I'm, there we go. There's just a, it's a strong flavor. It's a strong flavor. Side quest. You going first? Yeah, I'll go first. Last, I, I took a couple weeks off, but I am back on my cyberpunk shit now. I took time to process my loss and, and the grief. And now I'm doing the, the DLC and I'm yeah. close to done with that. It's really good. Um, it's a lot longer than I thought. I was thought I was going to be done with it by now. It's like, like a big expansion almost, right? Yeah, it's like, I mean, it's like probably a, it's like, it's a really full zone it's one of their more full zones um so it's good um that's been really really great i've been mellowed out in terms of my uh, emotions um approaching this and like distance myself i thought that really helped because i was like i'm getting some gut punches for a while um and also what i've been doing is playing a weird game called final fantasy 14 since i've not had to do a recap podcast this segment i've been able to just enjoy myself and i've been uh getting into some pvp oh yeah that's been really fun i've needed pvp before yeah yeah yeah. what's the current meta uh um, it depends on what you i don't even know i don't know just don't suck actually you can suck a little bit it's probably fine Is, is the suck meta coming back in a little bit probably yeah 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 um and on top of that just came out yesterday or two days ago tekken 8 uh that's been fun but the pc port's a little iffy i'm hoping a couple patches will come in and fix some of the crashes um otherwise i'm gonna have to buy tekken 8 again for ps5 and then also a converter for my leverless thing so that's cool that's but um that's what uh i've been up to in my side quest how about you i've been playing a game called prince of persia the lost i've heard that's excellent it's really good i've wanted to pick it up but i will explain why i haven't um, At the end of this ceremony. Does it have to do with Ubisoft? 
No, but oh. that's a that, no, no, no. But that's a anyway. Continue. My God, well, just I will say, running it all through the Ubisoft launcher is a nightmare, especially because I'm trying to play it on the Steam Deck. I had to like do some third party install type shit oh. and then like configure. I spent like two hours getting this thing running on Steam Deck, but once I got it, because it's not on Steam natively, you got to buy it via the Epic Store, which is like via the Ubisoft Connect thing, whatever. Anyway, point being, Prince of Persia, The Lost Crown, Forgotten Crown, one of those two. Um, it's a Metroidvania, basically, but it's I, I wasn't quite expecting the degree to which, like, it's also a Prince of Persia game all the way through in a couple mm. of important ways. The first being that, like, like, a time reverse mechanic. Um, I haven't gotten time reverse exactly okay. yet, but uh, the two things are one, your little dude, he moves with kind of like a sluggishness and a momentum that makes everything kind of like it took me a while to get used to because at first it felt kind of unwieldy how like how unresponsive he could be or how much sort of like time it could take to change directions and stuff but then all of a sudden kind of it clicked and now it actually moves kind of like really gracefully and like in this almost sort of ballet like manner where it's just you're chaining these moves together and kind of feeling them all kind of like sequence into each other in a way that is like doesn't feel like most other platforms that you might play which ties also into the fact that just like it's also just got a lot of really good bits where you have to, like, jump and dodge, like, saw traps and spiky wheels and, like, walls that are trying to crush you and things like that. It's got, it's, you've got your big old map, you're running around, you're getting new powers, you're fighting guys, you're getting surprisingly in-depth cutscenes, actually. Like, there's, there's more story to this game than I was expecting, mm-hmm. and I think it works pretty well, but also just, like, also then you're just doing lots of Prince of Persia platforming in the bits where you get between stuff, and... Turns out those two flavors actually go together really well. Mm, kind of like soft shell crab and chip, potato chip. That was the immediate analogy I would have gone for. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That wow, amazing. Well, thank you so much for sharing your side quest. Time getting some chip out of my teeth. Okay. Cool. So, without much further ado, we do have, of course, to present our first award, and our first award. Is brought to you by another sponsor. Is that not right? It is. We're, uh, this week we're sponsored by Squashbox again. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, uh, they stopped sending us emails after our first ad generated only a single conversion, but I pitched them really, really hard on this award show. So I kind of need everyone who's like watching this right now to go out and sign up for, for Squashbox today. Because, Jerome, you liked your Squashbox, right? Yeah, I've gotten through about a quarter of it at this point. <laughs> a quarter of just the one? Enjoy a chip. Which of the squashes in your squash box have you enjoyed the most? Probably the the, the square ones. Oh, yeah, the square ones? Yep. Like... You can't just hold that. You have to eat it. And then you have to keep going. And you have to keep going. I'm eating away from the mic. Okay, or whatever. I have... I have myself been eating acorn squash for um, three meals a week for the last two and a half months. And that was off of just one crate of squash box. So, you know, imagine if you were getting delivered monthly, you could eat only squash for every meal for only $80 a month. I bet you could. So, you know, if that sounds appealing to you, if you really are just like the pickiest of eaters, but it's focused entirely in on are squashes root vegetables. Sure. Yeah. It was focused only in on root vegetables. I mean, they're not. They're gourds. They're gourds. If <laughs> you're focused only in on gourds. <laughs> Take that chip. Take that chip, you fool. If you're focused only in on gourds, then sign up for Squashbox. Awesome. Well, that's great. I'm so glad that this wonderful, prestigious celebration of art could be 
so fraughtfully littered with pro- for-profit advertisements. You know, sorry, one that's more. That's exactly thing, what you're here for, right? One more thing before we get going. Yeah, is the reason we're doing the crab ship bit so that you can finally get rid of these four-month-old crab ships you've had sitting around forever? I would say that's about three quarters of the reason. Okay, just one of the, the other quarter of the reason is because I just thought it'd be funny. It's very funny. Okay, I hope so. Okay, award categories. Yes, here we go. Our first award. Welcome, come on in. Our first award category is Best Outfit. Best Outfit. And the nominees for Best Outfit are Lise Hext for her beautiful flowing red dancer dress. Gaia. We literally dedicated an entire episode about how she's in full geesh. Xenos Viator Galvis, specifically that sweet, sweet coat. Trachtum. Do you remember the guy in the leopard print harness and the denim with the wide-brimmed hat? Now you do. And Lord Hien Regin. What exquisite robe wear. And I've got the envelope here. I'm going to, we're going to open this up. And, uh, oh, the winner, the winner of Best Outfit, it's Lise Hext. It is Lise Hext. Congratulations to Lise Hext. Oh, that's so exciting. We're so exciting. That is an incredible, incredible outfit, the red one. It's still for me. Yes. It gets a lot of points for being the thing that you could actually wear. You could make that Mm. dress and it would look great. It would look excellent. Wonderful. Yes. Thank you. Uh, Yes. We're all very excited for her. Give it up for Lee's Hex. Okay. Next up, similar vein, we have Cutest Character. Cutest Character. And the nominees for Cutest Character are Kryl Meyer Baldessian, Gabu, Serena Mole, Kai Shir Olko. And Estinian Wormblood. And I'm uh, I'm opening the letter here. And uh, cutest character, the winner is Gabu. Gabu, congratulations to Gabu for being such a wonderful. Wonder- Thanks for clapping into the microphone, <laughs> and not in the game. You have a keyboard. I, I it to- is a little precarious. I'll get, I'll let you pass on that. Gabu, Gabu couldn't make it here today, unfortunately. Uh, I don't think is, I don't think a single nominee made it here today. He's, <laughs> Let's just you know, get he's that overseas. Out of the way. He could not get his visa approved. I laugh. But... I'm so mad. That was a good one. Oh, okay, great, cool. We did. We this was a hard one. Estinian is really cute. Y'all know that, right? I mean, he's just sort of cute as well. Notable, uh, but Gabu is notable. Kind of, that's his entire purpose, right? Gabu is sort of the the cuteness that motivated the cure for tempering. It's kind of the face that launched a thousand ships. So, congratulations to Gabu for, for being the cutest in the game. Yeah, if he hadn't gotten tempered, who knows if Alice would have been motivated to fix that problem that affected millions of If he hadn't gotten people. tempered so cutely. He that's, also made yeah. Titan cute. Right with his with sheer force of will, Gabu made Titan cute. That's he, that's really what what it comes down to. He, he really is kind of like a like a typhoon of cuteness. 
Speaking of typhoons, um, I would sure love it if you were to drown me in profits with another ad. What a segue. I hated that, but go for it. Well, you know, we've got the data and dozens of our listeners have become loyal backbone customers. Fantastic. To undergo the full and permanent implant grafting surgery. Uh, That's why we're inviting all of you now who already have a backbone to explore the Coccyx upgrade package. Uh, this one only puts you under for three hours, and uh, when and when complete, it gives you new HD rumble tactile feedback directly into your hips and groin. Every hit you take in Valorant will feel like your pelvis is actually getting shattered. It is one of the most immersive gaming experiences um, available. Out you there. may as well fucking shatter your pelvis if you play Valorant regularly. Wow, not a val- not a fan of Valorant. I. Who who really is? The people that play it regularly also aren't fans of Valorant, but they're they're hopelessly addicted to frustration. Should, should I, I could have put Fortnite in here. What would have been a good No, that one's like more joyful. I don't like it, but that's more joyful. Apex Legends, people still play Apex? Yeah, probably. Anyway, those are yeah, those would all be great um experiences to have to have your coccyx vibrate. Yeah, so uh, promo core promo code backbone.com/stormbutts b u t t s for this one. Yes, that will get you $800 off the $14,000 surgery. That's fantastic. Well, thank you so much to, to, to Backbone for sponsoring the, the, the best outfit and cutest character categories. Next up, we have uh, more awards. You know, the primary reason we're here, apart from making a whole bunch of money behind, uh, on your, behind your backs. Most forgettable major character. Do you want to handle the nominees for this? I really don't, but okay. Um... The nominees for most forgettable major character are Igorhim, mm-hmm. Conrad Kemp, Ranjit, Minfilia Ward, and Feul. Uh, let me consult here the envelope. And it looks like the winner is Ranjit. Yeah, this category was basically invented for Ranjit. We, we debated giving it to Feul because we literally forget him all the time. Yes. But yes, run- <laughs> them. You forget, forget them. their pronouns. You're right. I did forget their pronouns. I also yeah. did just laugh. Give me a crap. You tip. did. I did. I was going to see if you were keep yourself honest on the crap shit. Okay. Well, yeah. The entire audience is saying who. So incredible. Um, I think that's a really well deserved award for Ranjit, uh, most forgettable major character. Ranjit's also wasted potential. The stuff. It's with very frustrating. Lease should have been better. Hmm. Well, that brings us to best glow up. Of course, lots of characters in this game have glow ups. It's a very old game and fashions change. But let's start. The nominees for best glow up. Alice Leveilleur. Alphano Leveilleur. Graha Tia. Uriange Augerelt. Lise Hext. And the promotional Midlander slash Warrior of Light. Midlander. Okay. Um, and the winner is, after winner much is? deliberation, this, a, this was a hotly contested category, but the winner is Alice Leveilleur. Woo. Woo. Okay, I'll justify this. All right. Listen. All of these characters had wonderful development. They were nominated for a reason. But Alice, for me, 
and I, I convinced the academy about LSA. LSA for me went from similar to Grahatia, went from just about nothing to literally saving the world with you know and being the the have, like carving her niche in a story that other characters didn't and always like kind of went from indignantly just sort of like running away from 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 the problems right and like just trying to do her own things to getting everyone together to solve the problems and stuff and also her outfits go up did she did get better as well over time so this was a hotly contested one graha could have won it graha really uh, graha for me i i liked him as an option because he made such a nothing of an impression on me in the Crystal Tower raids and to go from that to being such a major character in Shadowbringers and Endwalker that was impressive but on the balance Alice went through more and kind of had a bit more like actual direct growth that we saw on yes yeah more and more internal conflict and more actual growth over a longer period of time what can you say Um, I believe it's well deserved best glow up Narrowly, narrowly edging her twin out, who also had a similar deal. Oh, Tataru's here in the audience. <laughs> Damn it! You made me laugh. I gotta eat a. <laughs> Hi, Tataru. Hi, Tataru. You made me laugh. I have to eat a chip. Incredible. I was like, where, where did you come from? While you chew that chip, uh, I'll mm. take us back to another ad read. Yeah, please. Uh, we are also sponsored by Marvis Fletch's Fast Growth Grind Set Oversoul. Because we get it. You hustle, you grind. You've read all of Marvis Fletch's books, watched his lectures, and consumed his patented brain juice. But you still can't quite break in. Today, I am excited to inform you that Marvis decided to upload a copy of his genius mind into a digital, digital system that you can overlay directly on your own consciousness. The Fast Growth Grind Set Oversoul merges your mind with the master himself, giving you instant access to his decades of business acumen. Here, uh, we, we can demo this, actually. I, I can turn it on right now. Um, let, me, l- let me let me engage the system. Whew. Whew. Oh, oh, yeah, okay, wow, that, that, that feels weird. It's like, it's two brains in there. Okay, okay, <laughs> okay. Uh, Jerome, Jerome, ask me, ask me um, anything about how to make a lot of money. Where would you go if you wanted to pick up a large sum of rock to then take out of the earth and turn into, say, um, a manifestation of the uh, of the symbol of Starbucks? that you could then use to terrorize a group of population into giving you their money. Oh, um, uh, I, I, I got it. I'm sorry, but as a large language model, I'm not able to answer that question. As providing terrorist and uh, violent information uh, goes against OpenAI's content policy. Hmm. Okay, that, that, that one, maybe that one... Maybe that one does not work as well as it says on the box. Next okay. award. Okay. Well, I, I think, uh, you know, my road trip to North Dakota is still underway, I think. So we'll just leave it at that. Well, we have some wonderful, uh, wonderful categories coming up here. And we've got uh, for our next category, 
This is, uh, just by the way, in case you haven't completed Endwalker, spoilers for Endwalker. Spoilers for everything. Yeah. Uh, okay. Sorry, a bit of crab chip just sort of reminded itself what it tasted like in my head. Most outrageous exclusion from the final walk. This is like the first one that we filled out. This, this is was, the one we... yeah. This was like, what? Wow. The nominees are. The nominees are. Yazelle Dangulan. Gosetsu Daito. Lise Hext. Yugiri Mistwalker. And Nero Tolskeva. And the winner. The winner is. The winner is Yugiri Mistwalker. Yugiri Mistwalker, congratulations. You were robbed from a spot in the final walk, but you are being heralded here today as an outstanding supporting character that deserved to have your voice heard. I mean, really the thing with me with Yugiri is the falling out of the final walk is more representative of a, of a larger... She just kind of falls out of the game. And I wish yeah. we had gotten to spend more time with her, like had her show up a little bit, especially in Endwalker. Yeah, exactly. We had a whole network of ninjas who couldn't go resource. I don't know. Um, I was always happy to see Yugiri. Yeah, Yugiri is an excellent character. Um, and we appreciated our time with her. Absolutely. Um, our follow The next category is a particular favorite of mine. This is the Resolute Civilian Award for Outstanding Vocal Performance by an Unnamed NPC. The nominees are uh, Anxious Old Lady from Beyond the Depths of Despair. And we couldn't, we couldn't clear the rights to the actual, the actual sound, so you'll just have to remember. Yes. Just bring all of these characters to your mind as I read their names. Mm-hmm. Anxious Old Lady from Beyond the Depths of Despair. Vault Priest. From As Goes Light, So Goes Darkness. Furious Man from For Those We Can Yet Save. Yumorian Adjunct from Oct La Ormin. And Kraken's Arms Deckhand from Not Without Incident. Incredible, memorable performances that everyone remembers in their heart of hearts. But the winner of the Resolute Civilian Award for Outstanding Vocal Performance by an Unnamed NPC is Furious Man from For Those We Can Yet Save. Oh my god, I, I, I knew he had Death it. Death to Nidhogg. Death to Nidhogg! Death to Nidhogg! That one we did clear because he won. Our what next a, category. What an incredible list. I will say this performance, this award clearly would have gone to Resolute Civilian. Had Resolute Civilian... Not gotten a name at the end of Endwalker. I don't remember what it, it starts with V, but she's the one that sells you the artifact gear. They upgraded her because she was so good. And now she's, now she's named. But congratulations to Furious Man for those we can yet save. What a, what a moment. What a moment. Now. The Lolo Rito Nanarito Award for Outstanding Credit Card Payments. We know. Please stop calling. The, first, the nominees are payment to Amazon.com for $319.24 for a set of 10 Homedix Total Clean 3-in-1 HEPA-type air purifier filter replacements. I will get on that payment. 
Please wait. Enjoy the, enjoy this crab chip while while I read these off. Somebody's giggling. Outstanding medical payment to the Northside Center for Mental Health. $126.50 for 15 minutes of talk therapy. The Lawrence Avenue Burger King in Chicago, $864.80 for 11 deluxe Whoppers, 16 fountain drinks, 8 small fries, 10 medium fries, 84 chicken nuggets, and one original chicken sandwich with lettuce and tomato only. Outstanding payment to Square Enix Online Store. $153.50 for Kingly Peacock Mount, Far Eastern Attire, Fat Cat Attire, Four Files of Fantasia, Ten Pots of Jet Black Dye, Two Tales of Adventurer One Retainer's Journey, and the following emotes, Pantomime, Flower Shower, Toast, and Play Dead. And finally, outstanding credit card payment to Alexander Hambrock, $22.37 for a Venmo request for soft-shelled crab from Crab King. Can, can, I, can, I see, can I see you back here for a minute? Can I just what, what? Can I see you back here for a minute? Can I see you back here for a minute? Really? Really, man? Really, man? You gotta, you gotta, you gotta bring our Venmo into this? You gotta bring it, our personal... You gotta nominate one of our Venmos for... It's been like 14 months. I know it's 22 bucks, God, but okay. like I, I've sent you like two reminders. Listen, clearly, if, if you clearly, I'm in a bit of trouble here. You I know? canceled okay, the request and then see, reset the request. Did you not see the other nominees here? Obviously, I'm not. It's not going well. Okay, I, can you just wait? Okay, okay, fine. Take that one off. Okay, no, no. I, I hope I, it I can't win. now. I've already said. Okay. Okay, we're back. And the winner for the Lolo Rito Nanarito Award for Outstanding Credit Card Payments, we know. Please stop calling. Is Alexander Hambrock, $22.37 for a Venmo request for soft-shelled crab. Everybody clap. Congratulations. Wow. I'm so, I'm so happy. So happy. What a deserved award. Well, maybe, hopefully, we can recoup some of those losses with another sponsored segment. What's going on now? What's going on with our sponsors at, for the Lolorito Award? Well, so this, uh, we are also sponsored by Truthbeam. The Truthbeam records verifiable video by projecting cryptographic signals onto a scene of interest, making recordings of it deepfake resistant. A blockchain and AI are used for decentralized verification. The Truthbeam uses a projector to modify a scene of interest cryptographically, Step one, a projection emission is derived from a large number of, you know, there could be like three pages of copy here. I, I don't know. We need to go over all of this. We but have to go over all of it. Is derived from a large number provided by a counterparty, e.g. the block hash of a blockchain. This establishes the recording's starting time by modifying the scene in a manner which requires knowledge of this number. Step two, an image is captured of this emission projected onto the scene, and a projection emission derived from the cryptographic hash of this resultant image and earlier hashes. This process is repeated indefinitely with each projection emission only drivable given knowledge of the previous image's 
hash. Is this putting every frame of a video on a blockchain? That is the least energy efficient process I have ever heard of. Don't say, don't, don't criticize. Sorry, I, I mean, step three, the hash of the final image is provided to the counterparty or blockchain. This demonstrates the ending of a recording's emissions, constraining its length. Step four, machine learning algorithms, e.g. adversarial autoencoders, are trained on sets of paired projection emissions and camera images. While production of a recording's emissions is proven to have occurred in order over a fixed time, recording verification can occur in parallel over arbitrary lengths of time. These deep models are amenable to security-related transformations, e.g. homomorphic mm -hmm. or verifiable computing or differential privacy. Individuals can cryptographically and or physically intertangle their loops with each other's loops to bootstrap decentralized identity and reality models. Um, patents pending and trademark applications filed. Mm. Truth beam. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for, for sharing our wonderful sponsor, Truth Beam. What was their tagline again? Was that the entire thing was their tagline? That's the tagline, yes. Okay, okay, great. That's well, the letterhead. Okay, cool. Awesome. Well, this brings us to another set of wonderful categories. <clears throat> um, and this is the hardest name to pronounce. Go ahead and take us away on this one, Alexander. The nominees for hardest name to pronounce are Merwib Bluffsvin, Papalimo Totolimo, Drillamon de Lasseron, Einzir Slafrisen, Slafrisen, and Eline Royale. And the award, the, the award goes to... Now, there's, there's quite a bit of competition, as you heard. This yes. This is a really tough, really tough one. It's the, between Slafrisen and Huayu. And the award goes to... Einzir Slafrisen! Einzir Slafrisen! If you do not know, this is Merovib's lieutenant, who is there a lot and has a name, as never said out loud in the MSQ, but we know that it's the hardest to pronounce. Hwayu. <laughs> also, I laughed because I said the word Hwayu because it's so funny to say. Aline Hwayu. Mmm. Oh, delicious. Okay. Next category is best goblin name. And the nominees for best goblin name are Poofchocks, Soft Knocks, Cheap Chicks, Dry Docks, and finally, Hole Picks. And the winner for best goblin name is. Whole Picks. Congratulations to Whole Picks for having the best goblin name in Final Fantasy XIV. I knew we could do it. Really, really strong, strong competitions. I was pulling for him. Man, really good. Really, really good names. What a wonderful naming scheme. Okay, speaking of names, we now have our final naming category, I believe. The best main story quest quest name. The nominees are His Park Materials. Every little thing she does is Magitech. Ziz is so ridiculous. 
How Tataru Got Her Groove Back, and Legends of the Not-So-Hidden Temple. And the winner is... And the winner is... How Tataru Got Her Groove Back. Come up and accept your award, Tataru. You did it. You won. We did have one person here in the audience, we actually. We did have one person in the audience. Wow. Fantastic. How, wonderful. Thank you so much for having the best MSQ Quest name. How, do you, how does you feel? How does it feel to be a, a recipient of the, uh, the Heavens Award for best MSQ Quest name? Having gotten your groove back. Oh, she's grooving. She's sparring. Look at her go. Look at her go. Well, thank you so much. What a wonderful, what a wonderful award. I, you always win, normal, you always win. Well, thank you so much, of course, yes, absolutely. Oh yes, good, good, good call. Yeah, I will give her some gratuity. There we go. Fantastic. Thank you so much, all right. Speaking of gratuity. Hey, uh, you all know Schlick Hydro, right? They're the, the shaving razor brand, not not Gillette, the the other one. Wasn't there wasn't there like a, a literal person that was a Schlick Hydro? Well, so funny you say that. So they mm. enthusiastically sponsored us tonight. Wow! But they sent us this enormous costume to wear. Oh! But it's not like an in-game costume. They're not sponsored with Square Enix or anything. Okay. Uh, it, it's like it's a real human costume that arrived in this like four-foot box I have here. Okay. So um, I'm I think just, they may have misunderstood what this was. I'm, I'm gonna like put this on right You're now. Put it on. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna get dressed up. I mean, okay. One. Okay. Okay. So, so you can't see me wearing it, but um, I am dressed wow. up like an enormous Schlick Hydro Razor at the moment. So it just is, keep that in it mind. It is dark blue. It's it, there's a lot of muscle it adds to you. It, yes, it, it's a, it gives me a great figure. I can You kind of look like a pe- like a deep blue Pepsi man, but with like a hammerhead shark head. I, I can't really see very much out of here, so I hope that I, I can keep reading the awards. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I think, I mean, we clearly we're professional and you have all these memorized, right? Oh yeah. They're, they're all here. Top of head. Top of head. Well, that's for what? Sh- sh- Schlick? Schlick Hydro. Schlick wet? Oh, Schlick Hydro. Schlick super wet. I um, don't think it's called that. Schlick moist razors. Those are, those, that is our sponsorship and he will be wearing this costume for the rest of the evening. You'll just have to imagine it. Awesome. I, well, I can't really move my arms either. Well, you don't really need to, do you? The next... All we're doing is naming naming awards, right? The next category is Best Beard, open parentheses, physical attribute, close parentheses. It's a hot, hot, con, hotly contested category. The nominees are Louis-Sois Levilleur, Ranjit, Gosetsu Daito, Teleji Adeleji, Thornton the Seventh, and Ramu. And the winner for Best Beard is Thornton the Seventh. Wow, I did not see that one coming. I think everyone was gunning for Ramu there. 
But, uh, uh, but like, but it's just it's best beard. It's not biggest beard. You know, here's the thing. It's the only award Thornton is ever going to win. That's true. Also, Thor. It's just the the proportion. It's right. It's there. It's there. It's the most beard. beard. It's the most beard beard, but not the most beard physically. But congratulations to Thornton the seventh. The next category is best beard. Open parentheses. Cover wife. Close parentheses. Uh, uh, the nominees are we have Hilda Ware, we have Isael Dangulain, we have Vena, we have Sadu Dotharl, we have Yishtola Rule, and we have Ramu. Alex had absolutely no say in this one. This one was all me. And the winner for Best Beard, open parentheses, cover wife, close parentheses is. Yazel Dangulain. Congratulations to Yazel. Your whole deal was that you thought you were someone's wife that you weren't. So you would make an excellent cover wife. You would really believe it. It was close. We thought Vanah would play along too, but we, we Yazel would believe it. Yazel would believe it. Right? That's the best cover wife. Really close. Ramu was also, you know, also would believe it, but. I don't think other people would believe it as much, but you know, good, good, a uh, good nomination. And finally, nothing to do with beards whatsoever, but we do have the category for best NPC for whom the song Ocean Man by Ween would make an excellent theme. And the nominees are, oh, it's my turn now. Einzar Slafersven. Slafersven. Leviathan himself. Clutchfather Nov. Bismarck from Shadowbringers, specifically. And Emmett Selk. And the winner of Best NPC for Whom the Song Ocean Man by Ween would make a great theme is Emmett Selk. It's Emmett Selk. Congratulations to Emmett Selk. Ruminating in the ocean. Creating a long-last civilization. Really an ocean man. Really obsessed with genetics. And, pure, and, and all sorts of stuff. That, that's, that's, that is ocean man to a T. Oh, and what, what better way to, what better way to, to um, celebrate our favorite megalomaniac than with more capitalism? What's our next sponsor? Uh, so we are also sponsored by City of Ur. City of Ur is the hot new, highly downloaded mobile game that you can play on any phone or tablet device. Mm. Um, uh, City of Ur is an ancient Mesopotamian strategy game in which you uh, you roll to um, draw from ancient historical figures that we're all familiar with. Only they've been all reimagined as extremely sexy anime girls. Oh, yeah. So you you could draw um. Alulim, or Enmen Durana, or Doomsid the Fisherwoman, and l who could forget Lugal Kitun? It's a story-rich game. Every one of the major characters has, you know, their own kind of plotline that you can advance. And when the gameplay bit happens, you just, you know, you pick a couple of them, and then their icons show up on, like, a little grid, and some animations play for, like, 30 seconds, and wow. then you get the results. So it, it, it's thoroughly engaging gameplay. Here's a cool crab chip for that giggle. This uh -huh. is serious. I don't think you understand how serious you you came in here hot thinking, man. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm gonna I'm, take this seriously. You're showing me. So yeah, check it out. Download City of Ur. Wonderful. Okay. 
Well, with that, with that said, uh, you, you're gonna love these next categories. Oh, the next category is best zone. We're getting into the serious ones We're now, folks. We're getting into the serious ones. So serious. No laughing. And the nominees are Ultima Thule, Raktika Greatwood, The Azim Step, The Tempest, Il Meg, and The Churning Mists. And the winner for Best Zone in Final Fantasy XIV is Ultima Thule. It's Ultima Thule. It's Ultima Thule. We had to give it to Ultima Thule. This one almost was too much of a layup. Like, I was almost like, is it not fair to pit Ultima Thule against the rest of these? But it is. They stuck the landing. They it, made it. They made it the, the most impactful area. So much happens in such a short amount of time in that space. And, and, like, and the whole zone kind of ties into the storytelling of everything that's been happening. And it's a zone that people spend, still spend a lot of time in because there's a lot of content with the, with the Omicron tribals. And a lot of people may... I have a lot of fond memories of Endwalker Launch farming the Kai Mount, which was really fun. Uh, so I really... And it just has that the, the, the one-of-a-kind music that we'll never really get again in this game, I'm sure. So It's a um, trick you pull once. We must, we, we must give it its due diligence. It is the best zone in the game. But speaking of the songs, best song is our next category. The nominees for best song are Skylords, Civilizations, Oblivion, Dynamis, What Angel Wakes Me, and Escape. Some strong contenders. Uh, Skylords and Civilizations are, are, full disclosure, our pet, pet choices, if you were listening. And the winner for best song is Dynamis. It is Dynamis. It's the song that makes you cry. You can't help but cry every time. Every time. I couldn't every, find the orchestra. Every time the camera pans over an Elpis flower. Yes. It's a beautiful, beautiful song. Can you hum a few bars for us? Not without getting taken down because my singing is so perfect. It's piano-like. You, we don't want to get copyright struck. You do have, like, perfect pitch. Uh-huh. It's true. That's That one's not a joke. Now, this this category was so hard, y'all. This category this was, one was so one hard. One of the hardest. We, we fought. Best supporting character. Now, what is a supporting character? It's not a main character. It's not a scion. It's not even a, the, an antagonist, a full antagonist, but somebody... So with a short amount of screen time, a relatively short amount of screen time, but a big impact. It's how we kind of did it. And the nominees are Fordola Rem Lupus, Ardbert, Yugiri Mistwalker, Hithlodeus, Lena, and Orshafont Greystone. And the winner for best supporting character is Ardbert. Is Ardbert. Ardbert is somebody that for whom, you know, pound for pound, the time spent with him, the the the, the in Heaven's Word and in Shadowbringers, we thought was the most 
showed us the most about who our character is supposed to be without being our character it was such an interesting decision for them to make. I get, why did I laugh at that? <laughs> as soon as we met like, the Warriors like of so Darkness. I was so genuinely interested, I laughed at it, yeah. As soon as we met the Warriors of Darkness, I was like, oh, I am interested. What are, what are these guys' you really deal? Were. What is happening here? Uh, and then all the time we get to spend in, Sha- in uh, Shadowbringers with him and all the ways that that stuff ties together, just very effective, very, very cool. These chips are so old. Yeah, they are. You could throw them out. I can't. It's They're sacred. They, they don't cost that much. They're sacred. Oh, okay. Speaking of um, transition to an ad, I can't think. I've got crab chip in my brain. Okay, well, so, so it, it, it's winter season right now, especially here in Chicago. We just had a cold snap, especially here right? here in my apartment where it's been fog for five days and I've been looking at nothing but gray. What if I told you that you could heat a 2,000 square foot home with a device that you plug into the USB port on your computer? I would be concerned. It's a uh, so the um the heat max power power supply solution is a miraculous new device created by an engineer oh. who went to school um for engineering mm-hmm. and uh and what it is is you plug it into your computer and it pulls all of the power directly from your power supply bypassing the motherboard and converts it directly into heat which is passed through a series of titanium filaments wow and okay. this manages to um rapidly blast out hot air at extremely high velocities ultimately producing a fully heated home while drawing a, a fraction of a fraction of the current that you otherwise would pay for your normal power bill you know this may be an assumption i'm just assuming he went to school for mechanical engineering and not civil engineering, right? It, it doesn't say on here. Oh. Okay. He, he but he is an engineer. Okay. He does engineer. He did engineer something with this product. Looking at LinkedIn, actually, it, mm-hmm. he might have been a train driver. So. Oh. That's different. But this device does have several thousand two and a half star reviews on Amazon. So you know, you yeah, know, that could it be worse. You know, it doesn't completely not work. Yeah, that, that I would have expected that to be a bit worse. But great. Well, thank you so much, too. What was that called again? Heat, this one he didn't run by me. Heatmax Pro. Heatmax Pro. Is got it. Probably what I called it earlier. Okay, cool. I'm glad. I'm glad we got that consistently down. Now, we're getting into the serious, serious stuff here. We're, we're getting close to the end of our award ceremony. Not quite, not super close, but we're getting to some really serious stuff. So no, remember, no laughing. Don't you dare laugh. This is, we want to take the time to recognize those that didn't necessarily fit into our categories, but, you know, did a lot with their lives regardless. So this award is the most likely to get the, quote, most likely to get Lifetime Achievement Award, end quote, award. Right. Yes. Is that perfect? I think that's. I think that's clear. The most likely to get the most likely to get lifetime achievement award award. And the nominees and are for the most likely to get most likely to get lifetime achievement award award are Raban, Nanamo, Beck Lug, Heidelin, Niro Toskeva, and the winner. For the most likely to get most likely to get lifetime achievement award award is Nero Tolskeva. Nero Tolskeva. Nero Tolskeva. Fantastic. We're so excited for you to be the most likely to get the most likely to get lifetime achievement award award recipient. Which brings us to naturally the most likely to get lifetime achievement award. The nominees are 
Tataru, Hien, Lolo Rito, Alice, and Nira Tolskeva. And the winner for most likely to get Lifetime Achievement Award is, is Nero Tolskeva. Congratulations. The prediction came through for Nero Tolskeva for, for the Lifetime Achievement Award. Most likely to get the Lifetime Achievement Award and most likely to get Most Likely Lifetime Achievement Award award. Two-time winner. Three-time winner. No, two-time winner. Of, no, because no, our Andrew. next category... Our next well, category this is, a different, is well. This isn't really you know we don't get nominated, but we really want to take the time to present somebody with kind of an honorary achievement for 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 lifetime, right? This is uh, somebody who's been with us pretty much the whole way, contributing behind the scenes, doing a lot of really wonderful work, making us helping us solve really world-ending threats with his brilliant engineering. And this is the lifetime achievement award. It's really special to us. Yes, this year's Lifetime Achievement Award goes to Sid, Sid Garland. Garland. Congratulations, Sid Garland. Congratulations to Sid. Perfect. The best engineer this game could possibly ask for and has no equal whatsoever. Everyone just lives in his shadow, especially, well. Our next category. Our next category. Our next category is Best Main Character. Ooh, that's a hot one. Both the category and the chip. I did giggle at the Lifetime Achievement Award. The nominees for Best Main Character are Emmett Selk, Alice Levier, Alphano Levier, Graha Tia, Kryl Mayer Baldizian, Ishtola Rule. Emmett Selk counts as a main character. I don't care what anyone says. And the winner for best main character is... Yishtola Rule! Yishtola, congratulations. The longevity of your character and your interest. And what what it really came down to was, how do we feel every single time this character appears on the screen? Yes. And for Yishtola Rule, it was for both of us, pound for pound... Kind of a, I'm interested in what's going on here. Yes, you know? anytime Ishtola shows up, I am happy. I am like, oh, she's going to say some smart stuff. She's maybe going to notice things about the plot that other characters have not. Or she's she... going to get one-upped. Or she's going to get whopped by Matoya or something. Like, every every angle. Or she's going to uh, disappear in the live stream again. Or she's going to find, you know, love and friendship finally mm. among the forest people, only to have to set it aside and go yeah. back to her old life. Yeah. Really, really, just... An incredible character with the most interesting arcs uh, overall, the entire game. Um, very lucky. You're very privileged and lucky if you started in Limsa Lominsa because you get to spend that much more time with her. But what can you do? Well, that is uh, probably the, the most argument-inducing category that we have. I don't know. There was one more coming up. That There's a couple the coming longest. up. There's a couple coming up. Have yet. But before we get to those, of course... It's time for another word from our generous sponsors of the Heavens Awards. Uh, we are sponsored by the Scooby Chats, Scooby-Doo Analysis Podcast. Uh, Scooby Chats takes every episode. They pick a different um, well, episode of classic Scooby-Doo, and they go through pulling out lore details you might have missed, crossovers and connections, looking for implications throughout the Scooby-verse, and generally, you know, have, making jokes and having a good time. Are, are you sure this isn't real? This sounds real. 
This might be real. This might but, be real. And I, if, if it's real, we're not making fun of you. I think it's, we think it's fantastic. Although they they do also feature cut content. They have dug oh. into the archives and they have found clips that were never actually aired in the original Scooby-Doo. So it's like it's like a behind the scenes feature as well. They even get former creatives on occasionally. I, I really want to listen to this. I hope this is real. I, I'm going to I'm, I'm going to play a clip of our cut content here. And, what? Uh, Raggy. Coming out the other end. Well, I think we see why that one was left on the cutting room floor. But you know, for the completionist, we may both be needing to get a chip for that one. Oh, delicious, delicious chips. Continue. Next category. Wonderful, yes, if you're a completionist, you need to see all the time Scooby-Doo needs to go to the bathroom for those marvelous sandwiches. Then yeah, check out Scooby Whispers. What was it? Scooby Chats. Scooby Chats. Coming back to the Heavens Awards, we do have our final selection of awards. These are very, very important to us. We got three more. Yes. This next award is the Warrior of Light Confused Head Tilt Emote Award for completely deranged segments in Final Fantasy XIV. And the nominees are The entirety of the Void Arc questline, where the most reasonable character was a sentient bug-eyed walking insult to the idea of Kate Sith from Final Fantasy VII. That really long section near the end of the game while all the spaceship war was arriving, where we just ran around Labyrinthos, and the overly energetic piano music would not stop, no matter what we did. The lengthy, the seemingly lengthy, but relatively short quest chain to get wine, ranging from, what do you mean you forgot the wine, to, it was a very good year. The Grand Melee? What was that? And finally, that part where you reach into your echo to give past Sid the goggles that he wears until present day to remember who he is, causing a time loop with the goggles that has never been explored since. And the winner. winner. The winner for the Warrior of Light Confused Head Tilt Emote Award for Completely Deranged Segments is... That, that part where you reach into your echo to give past Sid the goggles that he wears until present day to remember who he is. What was that? The you, echo doesn't do that anymore. Here's a chip. You you showed me this scene again right before we were recording because I wasn't sure about what, what to give this to. And then we watched it again. And now, having played all so of the game since then, it it makes no sense. I have no idea what is supposed do to be happening. Do you understand why I freaked the heck out in episode five now? Why do we give him the goggles? What the heck was that? That it doesn't do this. Oh man. I think the writers just hoped that we'd forgotten about it, but I will never forget, especially not now. Well, congratulations to that part where you reach into your echo to give past Sid the goggles that he wears until present day to remember who he is. Recipient no. of the warrior of like confused head tilt emo for completely deranged segments. That brings us to something I've said a few times over the course of this podcast. The most Final Fantasy-ass Final Fantasy moment. 
And the nominees are... We're recognizing it officially. That two-person scene at the end of The Return to Ivalice, where the Final Fantasy XIV versions of Ramza and Alma play their namesake parts in Final Fantasy Tactics and reenact the ending of Final Fantasy Tactics inside Final Fantasy XIV. Gaia reaches out to Reen in the darkness, and the camera quickly zooms out into a field of rainbow flowers and crystals when the two embrace each other. The fast zoom past a sudden blossom of Elpis flowers and feathers when we summon empirical evidence proving that despair magic has become overtaken with hope and friendship magic. The bit where Isael jumps in during our final approach to Aziz La and transforms into Shiva before diving through the sky like a cruise missile to destroy a giant Garlean ship. And... In the final coils of Bahamut, when the twins have to finally face off against their reincarnated grandfather in the form of a phoenix, and their two books become one big book to fire a giant laser. And the winner, for most Final Fantasy-ass Final Fantasy moment, is... The The fast fast zoom past past a sudden sudden blossom of Elpis flowers and feathers when we summon empirical evidence proving that the despair magic has become overtaken with hope and friendship magic! Congratulations! Congratulations to that scene. What and there these all of these embody very different aspects of Final Fantasy ass Final Fantasy moments, but we thought, you know, what really clinched it for us was which one would I expect to appear in every single one? Right? Which ones of these would I expect to appear? Something like this, the fast zoom. That would be in every one. Right? So that was that was that was our logic here. Uh but all very Final Fantasy-ass Final Fantasy moments. There's meta humor, there's absurdity, there's techno babble, there's just all sorts of stuff that we really love in this franchise. My Brony up here was the one with Yasael turning into Shiva, just because that was a classic sort of like... That was that was so good, and I, it was Final Fantasy. I'm playing a PS1 game, I paid 80 bucks for these five discs, I better That's see some exactly. cutscenes that look like exactly. sick Exactly, exactly. That is exactly right. Uh, that's how you kind of know that they're fans of this game, the, this franchise, too. They know what's what's up. And our final category. The biggest one. This is best cutscene. Best cutscene. This is our best picture. This is a big one. The nominees for best cutscene. Punching Xenos in the face from Endwalker. A purified Yotsuyu kills Asahi. From the primary agreement. Nanamo drinks the poisoned wine from the parting glass. Tesline transforms into a sin eater from the time left to us. Orshafont's noble sacrifice from A Knight's Calling. Vina sunders the ancient world from Thou Must Live, Die, and Know. And Emmet Selk bids us remember Shadowbringers. And the winner for best cutscene is Emmet Selk, Selk bids, bids us, us remember from, from Shadowbringers. Shadowbringers. Fantastic. Woo! We absolutely, we had a, another really long time discussing this. We watched most of these we watched, again. I think all of them, well, most of them again, all of them, some of them really did stick with us, but really wanted to give nods across the entire story uh to these i think a, a dark horse in this race was a purified yotsu kills asahi if you haven't seen that cutscene in a while go watch it again it is really good the the way the camera works around uh, the asahi and uh just the the imagery in that it's really spectacular 
I almost went really hard for Nanamo drinks the poisoned wine just because of like mm-hmm. how much that sets the tone of a lot of what's going to come. But we went back and watched it and it's a little clumsy and it's got the old voice acting. <laughs> and, Damn it, I laughed. And also the way that it ends up being paid off with her just like being fine afterwards. Like it, it didn't quite punch mm-hmm. it the right way. The, um, Emmett Suck bids us remember just... Fantastic from the, the get go, like to the very end. Incredible climax, Shadowbringers. Like, yeah, and then amazingly it, brought me around in that character. Yeah, and also even after that, after Emmett Sell goes away, where everyone is like, "What happened?" and then Grahatia has his moment. Like that entire cutscene from start to finish is just—it's uh, the best one. One of the one of the most genuinely emotionally affecting scenes in the game for me, culminating on—I I think I said this before. In a hindsight, having played the whole game and then mm-hmm. sat with it now, I think the end of Shadowbringers and the stuff with Emmett Selk and Amarat and Hithlidaeus for the first time is probably pound for pound my favorite section of the game. I think everything's kind of firing in all cylinders there. Yeah, it is It is really, really good. And it, it felt good to play because there hadn't been... I mean, I liked Heaven's Word and Shadowbringers, but franchise-wide, there hadn't been anything of that level of gravitas or success i think for me as a as a as a consumer since 10 which came out in like 20 2000 or whatever right with the ps2 era not that 12 and not that 12 is a bad game i really like 12 it didn't have any like singular moments that were like really good 13 i have issues with 15 has some other issues with but you know like this to me felt like a return to form which was why i was so excited to see yoshi p take the helm which is why they, they made him do that for but anyway i think it was really this whole thing with uh and credits to ishikawa for leading the writing for shadowbringer uh you are working on your dark dark knight quests aren't you i had just started yeah on level yeah, 35 so she's, she's, i'm one she, question she, yeah she's the writer for those and it will i think hopefully make sense why they brought her on for the main i'm looking forward thing. to it once, once you get through it well, um, of course, we we do. Before we um, continue on with with the show, we have, of course, a, um, a another word from our sponsors, don't we? Yeah, final sponsor this week. Uh, oh, we have another podcast sponsor. Mm. Um, now, I know our audience comes to us because they appreciate our deep expert level knowledge of everything Final Fantasy fourteen. Like we've established a reputation for detailed discussion of all of the ins and outs of the game. But if they're looking for something you know a little lighter, a little more fun, mm. um, I'd like to recommend they check out Friend Walkers. What? Uh, Friend Walkers is a new podcast with, with a great premise. Um, mm. um, although Alan has played a lot of Final Fantasy XIV, Jeremy is brand new. So they're going to be playing through the MSQ together and capturing Jeremy's real reactions as he plays through all of the uh, epic moments and devastating twists that we all know and love. So uh, their first episode should be dropping later today. So uh, look them up hmm. on your podcast platform of choice. Check out Friend Walkers. Their first episode will not be dropping later today if I have anything to say about it. Uh, that's ominous. They did pay us money. <laughs> they can pay us as much money as they want. They're stepping on. They're stepping on my damn toes. I'm gonna. I. Friend Walkers, my ass. My sworn enemy walkers. Here and now, I'm declaring them my sworn enemies. I think you can do that, but the name of their podcast is still Friend Walkers. Damn it. Fine. Check out Friend Walkers with Alan and Jeremy. Cool. Well, on that note, we um, would like to thank you all so much 
for honoring um, the journey with us in Final Fantasy XIV with the first annual Heavens Awards. We would like to make an announcement now. As you know, we are increasing the scope of our gaming coverage. coverage. We want to break out of the shell of Final Fantasy XIV. We still want to use make puns <laughs> we're still gonna make puns and we'll we be can laugh back. now by the way we'll be coming back <laughs> no in more also. Awards. Like, we'll be doing episodes where we talk more broadly about final yes. fantasy 14 stuff outside the strict recap format but we invite you to join along with us as we play through our next game for february and our next episode will start off our theme mug a uh, theme what themed month of storm bugs <laughs> right i forgot we called it that we're going to be storm bugs because we are going to be playing through the cult classic 2015 Metroidvania Hollow Knight. We're going to play through Hollow Knight. We're going to try my best to get through as much of it. We're going to have an episode on Hollow Knight uh, that it'll be kind of like a, a play together that'll come out the 20 other the so probably the 25th I want to say yeah 25th yeah like we're not doing it it'll be the last one. Oh, because we have another mm-hmm. yeah we have another announcement to make as well so it'll definitely be the 25th I should have realized that there's no guesswork involved because we also have plans to start releasing episodes weekly yes we are now going to do our we, since we, we're not doing recap format we're going to have lots of really fun theme ideas and discussion top and just discussion episodes and all sorts of gaming news episodes, real fun stuff that we've got. Segments, character interviews, all sorts of fun stuff. So uh, thank you all. So just because we're so motivated by your guys' support up until this point to continue on creating and being happy with this audience. But um, so we'll come back to Final Fantasy 14, but we want to take some space for ourselves to be able to enjoy Final Fantasy 14 and also make more stuff. Um, so, so one thing I will say, expect fewer two hour episodes. Yeah. No, <laughs> I went, we're moving to the weekly format cause we're cutting the episode length down a bit, a little bit, hopefully. Um, but uh, you know, the, I think I, I, I did my best on the last one to give us, you know, a lot of uh, joy and, and quality <laughs> episode. That was kind of a last big one. Hurrah until we maybe, you know, maybe we'll come back to a recap format for a different game or something, but for now look forward to that you can join us on our journey if you haven't played hollow knight before you can be on my side because i've not played hollow knight i have hollow knight rules so i'm we're swift we're flipping the script here i'm the newbie and alex is the veteran okay that's what we're doing and um i'm looking forward to it i can finally start playing it so i don't give away my what we're playing on steam my steam friends um once i finish up cyberpunk i'll actually be able to have the space for it but i'm really excited uh to get into it so and i hope you guys are excited to join us on this journey um and if you would like to join us for further discussions um you can join us on our discord the link is in our link pop uh you can check out in the episode description or you can see it on screen if you're in my live audience now um i believe i hope that link is still good it might not be i don't know (laughs) It's in the image. I haven't changed that image for a couple of years. Um, And of course, you can follow us on our social medias. Uh, We're on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. Once in a while, I'll post a short there if you want. It's not the the Discord is how you can have a direct through line with us in our events. And you can join us for future live events, which we'll still be doing inside Final Fantasy XIV. Oh, yes. The Pompolino Theater is not going anywhere. So um, thank you all so much for joining us. And we will see you again in February 
Are we going to release? Hmm. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. Just realize next. Okay, yes. We'll, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about We're it. We're going to get to a weekly cadence We're doing eventually. It. It's, you know what? No, screw it. I'm committing. Next week. We'll see you next week. It's happening. It's happening. Okay, we got to talk about this. We will do it. <laughs> On st- for storm bugs, but thank you all so much for listening. Um, and until next week, born from bugs. No, born from buds. Storm of buds. Storm of buds. We've been the storm buds, uh, baby. Thank you, everyone.